0: good afternoon everybody just about 10 after 2 here on six thirty. Chad morley scott along with dave campbell we are uh, in the jackie parker room at commonwealth stadium where the eskimos are about to introduce us all to chris presson who is the new uh, club president uh, announced this morning that he will be uh, taking over as the team's new president and ceo uh he will begin work on september the first and of course uh filling a vacancy created when Len Rhodes
1: left the organization back in February. Dave,
0: it's been uh, it's been a long search, and it finally comes to an end
1: today. Yeah, it has been. Uh, we were all, I think, wondering when this would come to an end, and we had heard uh, late in the offseason that, you know, likely not in place, the new president not in place by the start of the season. Uh, you know, the, the board took their time, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing why it took so long. Obviously, this is not an easy decision to make when you have the new president and CEO he or she's in charge of a lot of areas of the club and you bring in someone who is from Oklahoma so you know it's not like the Eskimos haven't had a, an American president before we all know who, who Campbell is but this is different right This this is different because you know he's he's not from here. He's in you know, worked in the U.S. for a long time. He's worked in sports management for a number. What is it? Thirty years. So he's got a lot of things. I think he brings to the table. So I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing. Uh, you know the, the reasons why for that that Chris Preston is uh, is the new president and CEO. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: He's a graduate of Oklahoma State with a bachelor of journalism degree. Uh, married with three daughters. He has a as you mentioned a long history in sports management. Uh, going back a long ways. He's uh, most recently been uh, the president of the Arizona Rattlers of the Indoor uh, Football League. He had that position for five years. He was also at the same time president of the Northern Arizona Suns, which is the uh, the G League Development League team of uh, of uh, I- for the NBA. So uh, he held that position from uh, 2016 to 2019. He's also been president of the Arizona Sun Dogs in the uh, CHL, so he's got a hockey background as well. Yep. Uh, Quad City Mallards as well, and was uh, once the uh, Gen manager of a building called the InTrust Bank Arena, uh, which is located in Wichita, Kansas. So he's uh, no stranger to the sports world, which I guess is a must for a position like this. Yeah,
1: I, I think what really jumps out at me, I mean, obviously the 30 years of, of sports management experience, that jumps out at you. So he's been in the game for a long, long time, and he understands sports management. But, you know, he's working in leagues like the Central Hockey League and the U.S. Basketball League, Indoor Football League, uh, the NBA G League, Uh these are leagues that are smaller, and you've got to work hard at building your fan base and marketing and grabbing the attention of the fan base and, and just people in general to come and watch your product, right? And CFL is going through a bit of a well, I don't think it's a bit. It's, it's, it's a problem with attendance around, around the CFL. It's not just an Edmonton problem. It's not very good in Vancouver. It's struggling in Montreal. It's struggling in Toronto. But it's struggling everywhere in, in this Canadian Football League. And that includes Edmonton. And, and we have seen the attendance numbers so far. Great crowd a couple of weeks ago. Uh, over 30,000 against the Toronto Argos. But that's the issue right now with the CFL is how do we bring more people to the games. They're there, they're just not coming for some reason, and that is the challenge that Chris Preston is going to have.
0: Uh, he is uh, going to take uh, to the podium shortly here to uh, discuss his new position, and he's, as we say, lots of experience in sports management, and uh, poking around the internet, saw a lot of good things about uh, the Arizona Rattlers and their fan experience in the arena where they play indoor football. Uh, so, he's got a good background, and we're going to hear more about him and more from him momentarily. Let's head to the podium now. Here's Rose Phillip, uh, Vice President of uh, Communications marketing My really who I believe said we're going to start shortly <laughs> uh, so we will uh, do that in a couple of minutes as I was saying um, uh, Arizona Rattlers with a pretty good reputation for yeah. uh, what they have done in their building and the fan experiences is, is something that I know Eskimo fans have talked a little bit about and they would like to see that improved so all right let's go to the podium now
2: So I will make this quick on my end, just to give you a quick flow of information. um, First, our board chair, Janice Agrios, will introduce Chris Preston, Eskimos president. Chris will speak. We'll open the floor up to questions. We do have a mic um, just to help with audio. So if you could throw your hand in the air, Cliff will make sure it gets to you. We'll do a quick photo op following the question period. And then if anybody needs any one-on-ones, let Cliff know and we'll make sure everyone is taken care of. So, with that, we'll uh, introduce Janice Agrios, Eskimos Board Chair. Uh,
3: Thanks, Rose. Uh, On behalf of the uh, Board of Directors of the Edmonton Eskimos, I'm very pleased to welcome Chris Presson as President and uh, CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, I'll take just a couple of minutes to describe how we came to hire Chris. Uh, Back in February, the board formed a search committee, and with the able assistance of Optimum Talent, we undertook a lengthy and exhaustive search process. Uh, We had many highly qualified applicants, uh, some local, others from across Canada, the U.S., and overseas. Uh, We conducted in-person interviews with a number of excellent candidates, Uh, but as we went through the process, Chris's background and experience stood out and it became clear to us that he was the right person to lead the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, We could not be happier that Chris, along with his family, will be joining us here at Edmonton. Uh, Now, before I turn it over to Chris, I did want to thank a number of people who helped us out along the way. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, Optimum Talent organized and coordinated the search process. Uh, Our search committee uh, put in countless hours to make sure that we found the right person. Uh, The rest of our board provided guidance and input throughout. Uh, and finally, and most importantly, uh, I did want to thank Mandy Johnston, Interim President, and the entire Edmonton Eskimo staff who very capably ran the club while we conducted the search process. Uh, we knew that the club was in excellent hands and that allowed us to take the time that we needed to make this important decision. Uh, and so with that, I'll turn it over to Chris.
4: Thank you very much. She was all worried for no reason. She was smooth, wasn't she? Uh, Thank you all for having me. Um, Janice, thank you and the selection committee and the board for hiring me. Thank you to the Edmonton Eskimos Football Club for allowing me to to be a part of such great tradition, such a rich heritage and such movement forward as I see it for the next many years. Um, If you will, there are a number of people that I wanna thank before we get to the heart of the matter. Uh, please allow me if you would Uh, first of all thanks again to Renee and Stephanie at optimum they were great to me from the very beginning to the very end as was Janice the board the selection committee uh, the team as a whole Um, I I just can't tell you the level of professionalism I encountered from the outset until today so thank you for that appreciate that very much I want to thank God Uh, a lot of unanswered Uh, Prayers seemingly that led to a lot of answered prayers a lot of sleepless nights that led to a lot of sleep-filled nights and uh, When you're in this position, you're trying to make the right decision decision for Yourself your family and you don't always know the direction and sometimes when you don't get that message that you're praying about It's the message that you're supposed to hear and every time there seemed to be some sort of obstacle potentially in the way That's when the obstacle is removed and everything continued to point directly north and the arrows continue to point to Edmonton and so I uh, just appreciate that so much. I want to thank my family uh, my wife Tracy who's been with me on all these journeys uh, we've been married 26 years as of last Wednesday I appreciate you, I love you uh, and then my kids, you know we have three daughters um, 18, 15 and 14. Our oldest is, is Lily, she'll be attending Arizona State University in the fall she moves in actually a week from Saturday uh, then our beautiful and talented middle daughter, Ryan, who is a, a sophomore at Castile High School in Queen Creek, Arizona. And then our beautiful and talented youngest daughter, Lucy, who's a freshman at Queen Creek, or at Castile High School in Queen, Queen, Creek, Queen Creek, Arizona, as well. I uh, love them all so much. Clearly they were a part of this process, and I think it was a great le- learning tool for them as well, and I just thank them so much. I uh, would be remiss, of course, if I did not thank the Arizona Rattlers uh, Rattler Nation, uh, owner Ron Schertz, head coach and GM Kevin Guy, they were, man, unbelievable to me in, uh, in the five years I was there. They gave me everything I, I, I could possibly imagine to succeed. I developed a relationship and a friendship and a mentorship um, beyond reproach with them and I know I'll do the same here. I also want to thank Ashley Stovall. Ashley's been with me for eight years, running two teams over the last three years in two different cities that are two hours apart in two different sports whose seasons overlap by about four to six weeks and she's been there all along the way. I also want to thank the remaining staff for the Rattlers. I'm sorry that I can't name you individually, there's too many of you, but you know who you are. I appreciate everything you've done for and with me. I also want to thank the Phoenix Suns, Team President Jason Raleigh, Chief Revenue Officer Dan Costello, VP of Ticket Sales and Service, Kyle Pottinger, the entire Arena Sports Group, Uh, led by Matt Salata and Adam Metzendorf as well. Thanks to you guys uh, very, very much. Also want to thank uh, a few mentors of mine that have been big through this process with me and really big in my life in general, especially over the handful of years and some longer in in particular occasions. Number one, uh, Nick Barlage. Nick is the president of the Cleveland Cavaliers and is a a great friend of mine and has been a great mentor to me, especially through this process. Uh, Travis Apple who is the VP of Ticket Sales and Service for the Miami Marlins, also a, a great friend and mentor. Um, surprisingly, and I know you don't want to hear it, Brad TreeLiving, who is a longtime commissioner of the Central Hockey League, of which I was a part for many, many years, uh, is a former assistant GM of the former Phoenix Coyotes, now the Arizona Coyotes, and is now the general manager of the Calgary Flames and has been for a handful of years. And last but not least, Kerry Buvolts, Kerry and I are from the same area, uh, we're the same age, we're both Oklahoma State graduates uh, I've worked in the same league with Kerry uh, I've listened to Kerry and I've watched Kerry from afar, Kerry is the current team president for the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the National Hockey League, so thanks to those people, I appreciate them so much um, as you look at this opportunity and you look at this possibility, uh, when you're on Pine Valley Road in Catoosa, Oklahoma running out routes you're not thinking of being the next president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos, that just doesn't happen. I'm thinking about, for that day, um, do I want to be Golden Richards, Preston Pearson, Roger Staubach, or Tony Dorsett? Um, When you have an opportunity to advance your career and go through a process like this, you understand that literally anything is possible. And uh, for me, I got an opportunity working minor league hockey that led to some other opportunities, and I continued to carve a niche uh, in each of the places that I was employed to show value to my employer, and with every time I showed value, that led to greater things. Um, To have an opportunity to be a part of a brand like the Eskimos and a league like the Canadian Football League, um, as I've mentioned before, it's an honor, it's a privilege, it's a pleasure, and I truly do not take it lightly. I know what I'm getting into, I know what I'm in store for, and I can't wait to be a part of it, and I can't wait to get started. I frankly wish I was staying here today, but I won't be full-time here for another two or three weeks. Uh, When an opportunity arises like this, I'm really looking for four things. What's the past look like? What's the present look like? What's the future look like? And who are the people associated? And for me, it starts with the community, it starts with the board, then it starts with our employees. Uh, When I look at the fact that they've hung in there through thick and thin for the last several months, I've thanked all of them that I've met today for that. And I truly don't know how they've done it, but I can tell you in advance of me working with them day to day, when I tell you I truly appreciate it, I truly mean that, and um, the togetherness that I've seen just today is, is phenomenal, and that's what I thought I was getting. Uh, you can only do so much research from afar and that eventually you have to get in and get in the weeds. And Kerry Bubolt, who I mentioned earlier, one of his most famous statements is, don't operate at 50,000 feet, nothing happens up there, get down in the weeds. And this is from an NHL team president, and, and that's what I do. I'm certainly not a figurehead. As I've told our staff today, um, my title may be different than theirs uh, but I do the same things I just report to people at a higher level. Uh, And I mean that. I don't ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. I'm going to be engaged at every level and every department um, for many years to come. This is not a short term thing for me. This is a long term play for me um, and I can't wait just to be a part of it. From a high level perspective. Um, You're not going to see drastic changes overnight, Uh, you're going to see us get in and and if we don't know exactly who our fan is and who our customer is, we're going to figure out exactly who our fan and our customer is so we know what they want, so we know how to deliver information to them, so we know how to provide options that they truly want, not that we think they need. And I think as you work through this process, uh, you'll see some changes periodically and some attempts to uh, gauge what you want outside the stadium, inside the stadium, and with some fan experience as well. And in my time with Jason this morning, Jason is fully on board as he has been with making sure that uh, they deliver on what we need in terms of business ops to football ops. It's clear that he and Brock are are fully engaged in what we're trying to achieve. Uh, But again, we need to understand our client, in my opinion, a little deeper, and uh, we need to provide what it is the fan wants. And I'm comfortable that we're doing that to this point. Uh, but we can do a better job. And at the end of the day, that's what this is about for me. We need to get better, uh, but that's not because anything's wrong, that's because every business can get better. And we wanna achieve and and focus on a higher standard, and we wanna have a sense of urgency every day we come to work. Not that that's not going on now, but I like to have fun at work. And to me, a part of the fun comes with the urgency, and that's uh, one of the many, many things I'm looking forward to. Again, thank you to the Eskimos, to the chair, to the board itself, thank you to the city of Edmonton, and thanks to all of you for being here today.
2: So we'll open it up to questions and we will start with 6.30, Chad.
0: Chris uh, Morley-Scott from 630Ched, welcome. Uh, please tell us, what, uh, what was it most that attracted you both to Edmonton and to the Eskimos?
4: I think it's the heritage of the brand. It's the city. It's the heritage of the league. And it's the opportunity to help the business grow. Um, when you're in my position and you've had a good run and you've been doing it for a while, you look for things that are fun, challenging, something that you can really dive into and again, I've studied the brand from afar, and it's clear and evident that this is an extremely strong brand. You know, I'm coming from a market with four major league teams and many other pieces of competition. Um, this brand, as I see it, is, is very unique. And um, because of that, my interest was peaked from the very outset. And again, as I got into conversation with Optimum, which initially or eventually led to conversations with Janice and the selection committee. It, it, it again became more clear as time went on that this certainly was a good fit for me I hoped it was a good fit for them and clearly that's a part of why I'm standing here today
0: hi Chris Reed Wilkins from 630 Chad, you're joining a league where every game is nationally televised which a lot of leagues would, would love to have you mentioned something about you have to find out who your client is and, and what they want there 's I think a generation of client that they 've known they can get the game on on TV that that 's how they can consume CFL football and, and I, I know you want good TV ratings, but how do you balance that and
4: overcome the challenge of getting that fan back to the stadium Yeah, really good question i mean in, in the with the advent of what 's going on not just with television but with streaming today, certainly it presents its challenges. Um, There's two schools of thought, either you eliminate it and move on, or you embrace it and move on. I think we we probably need to embrace it and move on, and find areas uh, and ways to generate revenue off of those, Uh, while again, providing value-added propositions to our fan. If you can have a combination of that, then you can have the best of both worlds. You can have people watching at home, and people that want to be engaged in your your game from a fan experience standpoint. My hope is that uh, we can get it to a point where you still care whether we win or lose, that's not the point but that we've built our atmosphere and our experience around something other than that, so that you don't want to sit at home on your TV. Uh, You only are streaming the game because you're out of town and can't be here, and otherwise, it's still a fun family outing that's affordable.
0: Chris, Ryan Rashog from TSN. Uh, You said that there won't be necessarily major changes that happen right away. Just describe the learning process for you
4: in absorbing a new league, figuring out what works and what doesn't. And what kind of a timeline do you think it will be for you to put your ideas and your fingerprints into the SMO organization? I mean, I think there will be some immediacy. I don't know that there'll be robust enough changes where the common fans are gonna see those. I think it'll be maybe internally with us and the processes we're trying to achieve and the ideas we have. As I told our our group this morning, uh, this isn't all about me, this is about them. This is about us coming together as a group We all have good ideas, they all have great brain power, and let's take those ideas that maybe they haven't come out of the box yet, um, and let's use them for the future. Um, So initially there will be nuances that I don't think you'll notice, there will be some litmus test things that we do kind of behind the scenes um, in a very uh, undercover way, if you will, to make sure that what we think will work, will work. We want to mitigate the risk in anything we try we ideally don't want to throw something against the wall and be busted on it. We, we want to make sure that we've done enough research, we've had enough conversations that we put something out that we truly believe and somewhat know the fans going to engage in. When I look at what's gone on the last couple of weeks um, with the uptick in, in people at the game for a Thursday night game and the, the, the value proposition around the ticketing and the opening of the end zone seats and clearly that was a home run. Um, I'm watching from home in Phoenix and I'm emailing Janice saying is it me or is the crowd substantially better on a night when we typically don't draw well. I mean that tells you in a nutshell right off the cuff what our fans are looking for. So how do we build around that? How do we take that and put it on a a more grand stage? And then how do we engage our fans to get their feedback while taking the brain power we have within the office to interpret and put out a product that works for everyone?
2: Have a quick photo op with the jersey and uh, Janice. And Chris. All
0: right, that is uh, the new president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos, Chris Presson. Uh, you heard from him. We'll talk with him a little bit more when we return. Morley Scott, along with Dave Campbell at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, you're listening to the Voice of One Empire. Six thirty. Chet morley scott along with uh, dave campbell and we are uh, joined at our location here with uh, chris presson the new president and ceo of the
4: edmonton eskimos congratulations chris great day for uh, you I'm thanks sure. so much for having me i uh, i'm looking forward to it good to see you
0: tell me uh what do you know about the canadian football league
4: You know, enough enough to make me dangerous, to be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) I've I've been uh, on overload on CFL football for the last probably six weeks and Mm -hmm. have watched an abundance of games, clearly all of our games and a number of other games as well. But I'm aware of the history. I'm aware of the heritage. I'm aware of the history and heritage of both our team and the league. Uh, But, you know, I'm looking forward to learning so much more. The thing you'll find about me is whether it's here locally or nationally, I don't claim to know everything. Uh, And that's why I like a collaborative staff who is willing to share ideas. And a part of that is getting me up to speed on us here locally and on for for the for the league as a whole as well
0: tell me about the process uh, how long ago did it begin and how long ago did it end? sound like you knew you had the job for a couple weeks well
4: you know what they uh i have to say they were so great to me uh because we began talking several months ago and um nicely i asked for patience as i was in the middle of a season our team there at the time was was uh, undefeated and we finished the season 15 and one and so I wanted to be able to be loyal to the current people that I worked for. I also wanted uh, to make sure that I finished the season strong. And we had a number of things, including playing an alternate venue that we had to move from. So uh, over the course of several months and with their patience, we finally got to a, a place where I could – feel good about talking to them more regularly and that's when everything came to a head and that was within the
1: last three weeks. You mentioned the game two weeks ago here against the Toronto Argos when they had the $22 seat initiative and, and the kids 17 under getting free. You mentioned the end zones look good. Um, you, you, you talked about trying things and listening to fans. Now I'm sure there's a balance there because you can't do everything that the, that the fan base want you to do. But tell me about Having that open dialogue with, with the fan base, with season ticket holders, with fans that just want to come to the game, um, and not being afraid to try new ideas.
4: Yeah, I think you, you hit it on the head with your initial comment, and that is it's communication. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I mentioned, you know, I'm not a figurehead. I get out and I walk around. I like to talk to people, because I like to know. The worst thing you can do as a business leader is to not do something because you don't know what people are looking for. So I like the feedback. Um, Certainly there are those that will blast me for something, there's no doubt. But (laughs) uh, we will try things that we believe work. And again, it's it's our job, in my opinion, to to do enough due diligence on our part before we put a product out that we have a good sense that it's going to work. But again, I think it all starts and stops with communication.
0: From what you know now, and this may be a, a two-fold answer, what's your most important and uh, maybe what's your biggest challenge as you take the job in September?
4: Uh, they're almost one and the same. And that is, you know, I'm coming into an environment uh, that hasn't had a leader for five months, mm-hmm. and I'm coming into an environment of, of coworkers that have been here for a long time. And, uh, you know, I've got to get their buy-in, and I've got to do it quick because, I, again, I'm an urgent person. So that's yeah. probably the answer to both questions. Um the sense I get today is these people are starving for some leadership. They're starving for communication. Uh, they're starving to do things in a way that haven't been done before, and they're looking for new ideas and new conversation. And I'm a relationship builder. That's who I am. That's what I do. And I think today, from a from a staff perspective, was a great step in the right direction. I, I've had so many conversations today with so many people, and I don't feel I, I feel good about every single conversation. Are you an athlete in your background? Uh, I played football, baseball and basketball. Uh, I was a decent basketball uh, sorry, baseball player. Uh, I was too skinny in, in, in high school to play any longer. I would have gotten killed. Uh <laughs> But, I, yeah, I loved it. I'm a, sport, I'm a sports freak, and it, it started because, again, at a young age, I was a decent athlete. And then when you get to an age where you can't do what you once did, you're still a sports freak, right? You're right. And uh, for me, I, I like every sport all the time, regardless of level. I mean, I'm happy going to watch a high school basketball game just as though I am for an NBA game. So I think that's the basis of who I am, and that's why I have the job I do is because I wanted to get into something that I love.
1: What's your impressions of uh, general manager Brock Sunderland and I you have head coach Jason Mott who he he knows Edmonton and the Eskimos and the CFL, especially the Eskimos. He knows it through and through, obviously.
4: Yeah, no, they're great. (laughs) I had breakfast with the senior leadership team this morning of which Brock is one of those people. Enjoyed our conversation, enjoyed our camaraderie. Enjoyed sharing stories and enjoyed trying to get to know people uh, very quickly. Uh, and then had a separate meeting today with, with Brock and Jason for about 10, 15 minutes before Jason had to go to practice. Same thing. You know, Jason says, hey, whatever you need, let me know. Within reason, we'll do it. And uh, that's important for someone in my position to hear because there are some initiatives that we will want to try that we're not currently doing where we will need his help.
0: What's next? What's the transition going to be
4: like between now and September 1st for you? I'm um, leaving tomorrow to go see my parents. Um, my parents live where I grew up and still in Oklahoma, so mm-hmm. I don't get a chance very often to go see them. I'm going to go see them, spend a couple days with them, head back to Phoenix on Saturday. I'll be in communication with uh, this whole crew the next two or three weeks while I'm wrapping up my current duties uh, down in Phoenix. And then I'll be here uh, that September 1-ish. I'll, I'll be at the Labor Day game in Calgary and look forward to the rematch here uh the 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 weekend after Labor Day and and hopefully we can come up with a W.
1: Okay, I I don't know if I'm the first person to make this suggestion to you. Please buy a parka, (laughs) mitts, hat, something to keep you warm because you never know. It's Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. We're we're quite north and we get beautiful weather here, but it could turn just like that.
4: I'm so glad you said that, (laughs) And and I will tell you throughout the process one of the things that. The selection committee and the board continued to drive home was hey chris you know it's cold in edmonton <laughs> and so clearly i understand that you know edmonton is to winter what phoenix is to summer and you know we're looking forward to the change it's a good cold it's a good cold. well kind, and, kind and, of like it's a dry heat huh? yeah exactly <laughs> you like a lot of
1: people that have gone through especially this organization who are from the u.s and 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 learn about edmonton and just learn to love edmonton this is this is a great community so i can't wait to for well, you to, to, to feel even, that too.
4: To that end, if I may, Bill Scott, who works for the Oilers, uh, he and I are connected because we both spent some time in Oklahoma City, and I reached okay. out to him when I had this opportunity didn't tell him who it was with mm-hmm. and asked his opinion because he's Canadian, has an American wife, and we both lived in the same city at one period of time, and he was so complimentary of the organization as a whole, assuming this was it, and the city as a whole and the transition for he and his wife from where they were to here. And, and that was a big, important Piece of information for me. Tell me about the day you found out you got the job. What was that like? Wow, we have had so many conversations, um, and clearly there's a, a bit of a negotiation process as well. Um, you know, it was uh, it was fun. It had been long in the works, mm-hmm. and uh, I know it was exhausting for them just the whole process, and and just the you know three three and a half months for me was pretty tiresome as well. But it was uh, it was euphoric. I mean, it's again, this isn't a job I take lightly. I, I get it. And uh, this is a job for guys in my position who you work your whole life to get something like this, and then it's there. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it was uh, it's, it's fairly emotional, as corny as that may sound, where, you know, this is the deal. Here it is, sign it or not. And we had agreed to the terms, and I just looked at the contract, had a conversation with my family. And, again, it's uh, for someone who's done this his whole life you still get excited and you get emotional when you when you have an opportunity you always want the opportunity to come work for somebody big this is somebody big
1: you mentioned about the, cu- the communication, and you, you said you're a relationship builder. Mm-hmm. You know, when people watch football or watch sports, they're looking at the playing field, the, 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 the playing surface, what the relationship's like between coach and GM and GM and players and coach and GM. No one sees the behind-the-scenes stuff. How important is that to make sure everyone behind the scenes that we don't see or talk about that, Everyone's cohesive back there.
4: You know, it makes everything go. And if uh, somebody doesn't show up because they're sick, you would be amazed at how quickly things go downhill. Hmm. When you look at the game operations piece alone, if that person can't be there and we don't have someone that knows that job, excuse me, the whole game goes up in smoke. Not literally on the field, but behind the scenes with mm-hmm. what all goes on. You have to have that unit and that cohesion because you're always depending upon someone else to either go grab you someone or have what's up in queue next in line. And if there's a if there's a gap there, you're done. Yeah. Chris Preston, the new president and the
0: CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos uh, with us. Thanks for your time, Chris. Congratulations on the job. And uh, welcome to Edmonton. We look forward to getting to know you in September. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Chris. Right, Congratulations. Uh, from the Parker you. room at Commonwealth City we'll take a break and be back to wrap things up here in just a moment. Inside the Jackie Parker room at the Commonwealth Stadium, Morley Scott, along with Dave Campbell. Uh, The Eskimos today named Chris Presson, their new uh, president and CEO, to talk a little bit about that and the whole process behind it. Eskimos board chair Janice Agrios joins us now. Hey, Janice, thanks for coming over. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, First off, what is it about Chris that attracted the Eskimos to him?
3: Well, Chris has a uh, very unique skill set. He's got 30 years experience in sports management uh, in four different sports, and he also has experience in facility management. Um, From our perspective, given his background, uh, he definitely seemed like the right fit for us at this time.
0: You used the word exhaustive when you talked about the search. Take me behind the scenes a little bit, that about the the, the people you talked to and the people who maybe reached out to you and you reached out to them.
3: Uh, Sure, so uh, we uh, engaged uh, Optimum Talent uh, to assist us with the the search. Um, Optimum had about uh, 80 applications came in initially. Uh, We were able to uh, work through those resumes, work through those applicants. Uh, We ended up doing uh, a number of in-person interviews with some uh, very excellent candidates, Um, did additional interviews, um, did interviews with the board, uh, and uh, finally, uh, through that process, uh, as I indicated, um, it became apparent to us that uh, Chris was the person we were looking for. You mentioned Janice in
1: the formal part, there was a lot of local candidates as well, and a lot of people can look at this and go, well, isn't that the best candidate, but tell me from your perspective was, you're looking for the best best candidate available. Is it hard not to look at, you know, look past someone that knows Edmonton or maybe knows the Eskimos uh, when you're in that process of looking for the, the best person?
3: Uh, sure, that's something that we did look at. But again, as we went through the process, um, just looking at the, the background and what Chris b- brought to right. the table... Um, and really did have a unique skill set. You know, you're not, you're not going to find many sports executives out there who've won championships in three sports, worked in four sports, uh, managed a facility. Uh, and so from our perspective, um, given that background, um, he really did seem like the right fit to us.
1: And seems to be an excellent communicator and seems to want to bring people together, which is kind of a football analogy. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the, the
0: whole process uh, is something that you don't go through very often and I guess it, it took I think maybe took longer than people expected or thought uh, but obviously you have to do the due diligence to get the right guy uh,
3: exactly well a couple of things firstly uh, uh, as I indicated uh, the Edmonton Eskimos have great staff uh, and so we weren't worried about the how the team was running they were doing a fantastic job uh, running things so we knew that we could take the time that we needed to make the right decision Um We also knew knew that this was a very important decision. And from our perspective, uh, it was more important to get it right uh, than to do it quickly. And
0: uh, Chris is in September 1st, and you try and uh, find a new business as usual, I guess, right? That's right. All right, uh, Janice, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Janice. All right, uh, that is Janice Agrios, who is uh, the Eskimos board chair and obviously heavily involved in the process uh, to bring Chris Presson on board as the new Eskimos president and CEO. Uh, Dave waited a while for it, but uh, announced today, and uh, first impressions are always important, and pretty good first impression,
1: I think, from Chris Presson good impression from yeah. chris presson absolutely uh yeah it, it was it was great and i think this is the this is something that's been hanging out there for a while and to have this kind of in the bag now i think it's good for the organization to keep going and and I, you know I, I i know that there was you know controversy with with len rhodes but at the same time you have that little gap you know you need a leader mandy johnson did a great job of picking it up but now you have someone that can take it take it now take the role and move forward with it and we'll see i mean he said periodic changes might see some changes right away but we probably won't see them and there's going to be a learning curve here for him but there's also going to be his ideas because he's he seems like a very quick study to me that's my first impression and um but i think the fact that he's got to get everyone on board, everyone going in the same direction. I think that's the most important thing that he needs to do first. And then, like he says, we're going to listen to the fan base. You're not, you know, not going to say, not going to do everything you want us to do, but we are listening to you and not being afraid to try new ideas. And
0: his uh, first taste of Eskimo football will be the two Labor Day games. So he'll get in, uh, get a, uh, an eyeful right off the bat in his new position. Uh, Chris Preston named the new Eskimos president and CEO today.